Yes, it is. All right, so, so, so we're going to do something. We're going to uh, spend some time talking about supernatural restoration. And um, for those watching out there uh, uh, getting ready for football, I hope your team don't lose because you didn't come and spend time with God in his house. You know, we've we, we done enough time for you to get back to your football game. All right, so I messed some folk up now. There's some people putting on their clothes. <laughs> I want my team to win. I'm coming to church. All right. Uh, all right. So we're gonna do something. We're gonna we're gonna just go back over just so we're locked into the vision. We're not gonna go back over all of it because we're gonna hit some other pockets of the vision today. And the the next few series that we're gonna have actually Wednesday, we're gonna talk about uh, uh, kingdom priorities. You know, because but we're still hitting supernatural restoration, God is going to restore us back to kingdom priorities. Because I think, you know, like I, I, you know, you have time to reflect, you watch, you listen. I was watching, I don't know why I ended up uh, just watching so many different, um, different types of videos, I guess, because you have flying for what? Like, I guess collectively, I think we left, we started out early in the morning and we got there, <laughs> I don't even know, 12, 16, I don't know how many hours it is. So you watch a lot of stuff, and I was just like, I'm just amazed how, how, how much the gospel is kind of watered down, you know. Um, and the thing is, the goal is to, which we'll talk about one of these messages, I think is priorities, we'll see how it's almost trying to be washed out. You know, anytime you see the reaction, I don't take all that. Well, that's the start of you getting snatched up. And so I just says, watch, I was listening, you know, you know, some men with big ministries ask straight up questions that's right there in the Bible. You know, just like, well, you know, uh, it's not for me to say, you know, uh, this is the scripture says, but who am I to say I can't preach nobody into heaven or out of heaven, which is true. But, you know, that's the line of leave me alone because I'm not going to say nothing because I might lose people. You know, one man of God is a preacher and a singer. Of course, he's not going to say nothing. He wants people to buy his records. Um, but, but I was just amazed how we're just watering down and watering down and watering down. And, and, and we're so numb, we're not looking at the results in our life. And then now we reduce our standard to uh, settling for less than God wants us to have. And you know it's less. We talked about it and can't get no satisfaction. We don't have to go back into that. When you're still thirsty. You know, when you're still thirsty, like, even if you, like, like we had a good time. Like, I mean, <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. Uh, had a good time, enjoyed, you know, the, 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 the water, Pacific, for that person out there, when you get out of church from preaching, you're going to see this, it's Pacific, because uh, they kept saying specific. <laughs> I won't say no names, but you know who you are when you watch this, right? Right? Uh, just uh, so, but we had fun. Guess what? And we had one drink. Why did I say that? Because if you got to have a drink to enjoy the person you love, something wrong. See, I got to get numb to see you different. I don't want to see you sober. It might be boring. So he says, don't get mad. He just got back, man. He just got back. 
don't get mad. I just, I mean, I, be, I start thinking through these things because, you know, I'm like, like, why would you have to get intoxicated to enjoy each other? Something they run, something they, I, I, it's because somebody asked me, my barber asked me yesterday. He's like, so how do you balance, you know, living for, living for what you do and enjoying your life? I said, oh, I have a lot of fun. Got plenty to do, you know. But I don't have to get numb to do it. Okay? All right, so that's not what we're talking about there. We're talking about supernatural. <laughs> Some of y'all getting numb to enjoy each other? Y'all might want to have a transparent conversation to come uh, get on the schedule. <laughs> you might want to get on the schedule. If you can't embrace each other soberly, uh, it's probably not good. We're just trying to relax. Well, between God and your spouse, there should be a lot of relaxation going on. Right? Stella's the only one that agrees with that. Okay. All right. <laughs> she says, speak, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, that might be the first lesson for uh, the uh, Joint Heirs Marriage Fellowship. How to enjoy your spouse sober. How about that? We'll do that, right? You ever see like after 20-something years, people are not together? You ever wonder why? That's my guy. He got, he got ahead of the message. He said they sobered up. <laughs> you know, they went, to, so they went to the doctor, and, you know, they was having liver trouble or something, or, you know, you know, because you, know, you know you start to change your, your lifestyle, you know, when you go to the doctor, right? Change their lifestyle, got sobered up, and saw who they was with. All right. All right. You, have, you ever, everything be going along for a couple weeks and all of a sudden it's a big argument? The person's sober. <laughs> it's only getting along because you was numb. All right. That's not what we're talking about today. I just, we all right? Y'all good? Y'all not mad? Yeah. I used to be like that. I used to be. Uh, then I woke up. Woke up, I was like, oh my God, how did I get here? Who are you? <laughs> Not nice, Pastor. All right, so let's go to Joel 2. Let's go to Joel 2, and we can talk about the supernatural restoration. I ain't seen y'all in a while. We just, you know, some of the conversations we have in class, and had class, some of the conversations we have in the morning, you know. I listen, I ain't know what time it was, so I was like, I can't even make the morning call. I don't know what time it is. You know, <laughs> like for real, I was just like now trying to just trying to lay time. Uh, we was out there going, well, you know, at home, it's this time. <laughs> we came back yesterday. I was like, well, you know, in Hawaii, we're actually up. <laughs> All right. So, so we said this will be a year of supernatural restoration and God is restoring the years. And God spoke that into my heart, uh, April, 15th, uh, uh, 2022. 
April 15th, 4-15-22. Somebody actually wrote down the dates. They're supposed to tell me something about the dates. But so I'm going to keep repeating them. So that's when he spoke this vision in April. What's interesting, that's the start of the Jewish New Year, right? Right? You're doing some Jewish stuff, right? Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about the Jewish Holy Days uh, later on this year in uh, class. All right, so verse 25, let's get to verse 25. And he says, and I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the, and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent uh, among you. It says, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Now, this is after he restores the years, right? He's eating plenty and be what? Satisfied, satisfied not thirsty, Right. And, and praise the name of the Lord your God, because when we are satisfied, praises seem to come out, you know, a lot more frequent, right? Praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously, full of wonders, with you, and my people shall, what? Never be ashamed. And you should know that I am in the midst of Israel, or my people, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. Again, a shame. He repeated it twice. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. I'll speak through them. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And it talks about the servants and everybody else, what he's going to do, right? And so, so he says, I'll restore the years to locusts. Locusts hath eaten, you know. You know, years of sorrow, bags with holes in it, the devourer, and all out of salt of the enemy is what we had talked about the other week. And we talked about how locusts are like weeds, you know. Uh, they just keep multiplying, you know. They don't really need no help. <laughs> Once they start, they just, you know, multiply. And why, you know, a lot of us that have to naturally grow and, and birth and evolve, we evolve through resistance, Right, because the adversary is trying to be against us. You know, sometimes every level of birth, a lot of people are attacked with sickness and disease, even in the womb. And then even out of the womb, they're attacked. You know, they, they kind of struggle through some things. You have to take them through the doctor and things of that nature. Right, so you have to be locked in and prayed up to, to help them part through some of the attacks, even when they're young. That's why you just can't take kids for granted. You know, you can't be so busy, you're not covering them. Right, right. But... But weeds and locusts and darkness and stuff like that, well, it's in his atmosphere. It's not being resisted, so it, it grows rapidly. You notice how you have to take care of plants, right, for it to evolve. You know, things that give life. But things that steal life, you don't have to do nothing. You can ignore your weeds. Actually, we, we were looking at property before we found this property. It was 33 acres, Mount Holly, you know, right down the street from where James and them live now, but where we used to live over in that area. And so we walked the property. And so when we walked the 33 acres, the guy was showing us stuff, and he had some, some, some uh, part of it was wiped out. You know, it was just all grass. And he said, yeah, you know, I had some people come out and, um, and wipe this out. Some excavators come out and wipe this out a long time ago. He says, but, you know, I'm going to have to have them do it again. He said, because you see that land over there? I had that wiped out too. Well, that land was like a bunch of trees. He said, it started, it was just weeds. He said, and I just paid it no mind. 
So all these, these, you know, you know this, right? All this stuff that's growing, you know, used to be weed. <laughs> and it just kept growing with no assistance, nobody monitoring it. And so, so <clears throat> when we get pulled out of God's presence, we're in this environment where things are eating everything out of us. You know, we call it the devourer. And so, so locusts like weeds, uh, since they don't give love, uh, don't give life, but they take life, they aren't resisted in this realm. The things that give life are resisted. You know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10, 10, right? Now, <clears throat> During this year, we're going to realize some things. Now, you know, because it's about restoration. So restoration, of course, you know, I want my money. Yeah, but you want your health. You want your peace. You want your harmony in your marriage. Uh, you want your life. You want your spouse. You want your spouse that you have. You want your spouse that you haven't even met yet, right? You want all those things. You want your, your, your place and your position. You want to operate in purpose. We're going to start next, next week. We're going to talk about... Um, purpose next week, right? All right, so, so, you know, how God's restoring purpose. You want all the, these are the things that God is trying to restore because ultimately these are the things that fulfill us, right? And so when we discover these things, you don't just, okay, let's say, let's say uh, the adversary stole out your peace, well, when you, f when, when you find out that he's taking your peace, because sometimes we could be so numb, we don't realize our peace is being stolen the whole time, mm -hmm. creating thirst, and, you know, we get thirsty, and we keep trying to uh, soothe our peace with other things outside of God. But when you discover it, you just don't get back a little peace. You get back seven times what's been taken. Because yeah, if the thief be found, he has to return to you sevenfold. So, so, so his punishment for, the, for being exposed or discovered is returning to you sevenfold. You might want to discover what he's stealing. You know, you, know, you know how they say you have prescriptions and you're so busy you don't realize all the prescriptions you have. So basically you're just giving away free money. You know, but then when you find out, you actually, you know, it's found money, right? Like, he's like, oh, I have, you know, I didn't realize I had this. Well, when you find out that you've been on a theft's prescription, when you find out that this prescription has been stealing from you, you actually get sevenfold of everything you discover. See, we're running from the truth or exposure, but no, you want to be exposed because you want to find out what I need, what I do, what I need. You know, we, we're, we're visiting all these, uh, uh, just trying to take care of our health. So learning about hormones, all types of stuff. So every time I discover something, I, I just don't get uh, uh, simple vitality back. It's like I have vitality at a whole nother level. Like at a whole nother level. Like I have want to at a whole nother level. I see at a different level of clarity. Almost seven times more than I've done before. Why? Because now my body's getting what it needs, right? A lot of the things that are taking care of us temporarily is stealing what our body needs. So you feel good temporarily. You know, take an aspirin today. You feel good temporarily, but it's stealing what your body needs. It's stealing nutrients. Why? It's making you comfortable for that moment, right? Does that make sense? All right, so, so uh, Proverbs 6, 37, I didn't give you scripture, but if, if the thief be found, he has to return to you sevenfold, right? And so, so, so we have this, this story um, uh, in Joel, 
Joe looked at what was what, what was happening, and God moved on his heart, and he prophesied, and he started speaking what the Lord said, I will restore. And to know what's being restored, we, we, uh, the other week we referenced what was happening so we would know what can be. So we have to, okay, so remember we went over, let's go, go back one chapter to Joel 1. Uh, we'll start at verse 1. We'll just, Joel 1, uh, 1 through 7, okay? This is what's happening before Joel prophesies. It says, the word of the Lord came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. It says, uh, hear this, ye old men, and give ear, all ye inhabitants of the land. Hear and give ear. Almost like hearken, right? Listen with the intent to obey. It says, has this been, <clears throat> has this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Tell your fathers of it and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. That which the pomeworm have left, the locusts have eaten. That which the locusts have left, the cankerworm has eaten. That which the cankerworm has left, the caterpillar have eaten. Then he says this, awake ye drunkards and weep and howl all ye drinkers of wine. It says, because of, of the new wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. It says, for a, for a nation or a people has come up upon my hand, strong and without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has, hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. He has laid my vine waste and, and barked or stripped my fig tree. He has made it clean and bare and cast it away. The branches thereof are white. Now, now what's so interesting is, and I don't even bring it with me. I don't know what am I thinking about here. Uh, uh, you have uh, the, the Bible app on your phone? You have that? Could you amplify? Could you just amplify for, amplify for me? Appreciate your sister. I'll get this back right to you. I'll get this right back to you. <laughs> All right, so verse five, amplify. Look, it says, awake from your intoxication, you drunkards and weep. Well, all of you, look, drinkers of wine. Look, because of the fresh, sweet wine that is cut off from your mouth, uh, for a pagan and hostile nation has invaded my land. Um, let me see. Lou. All right. I like the way the classic amplifier races. Sorry about that, Lou. I just did a little audible for you. It says, verse 5, it says, Awake you drunkards and weep well, all you drinkers of wine, because of the fresh, sweet juice of the grape for it is cut off and removed from your mouth, right? Now, 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 the, the classic I'm fine, you know, talk, you know, I always tell you wine, crying, whining, squeezing the fruit, juice, and of course, it's talking about grape juice here. But the interesting thing is, 
you got to realize grape juice back then and grape juice now. And matter of fact, you, but you can drink grape juice now. Drink it. Just drink gra- grape juice all day. See how you feel. Just keep, just, just, drink, just keep, just go crazy with grape juice. That's all you have all day. See how you feel. Right, but, but it's saying that, 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 that we spend so much time in a lot of these things is clouding us as the locust, the canker worm, the palmer worm, and the caterpillar as things are being stripped away. When it says stripped bark from the fig tree, so the fig tree is actually the church of the people of God, right? And so we talked about last week that that palmer worm is, is, is uh, that's the immature form of the beetle, you know, that's uh, uh, stripping us and, cu- and creating sorrow and grief. Um, and we said it's, it's uh, like cutting you off from the joys of life. And we talked about the locust, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's overwhelming you, right? It's just with the multiplication. And we talked about the canker worm, that's that hopping worm, right? And, you know, that's the immature moth. We're saying that's, that's wearing away, right? And then the... Uh, and then we talked about the, the uh, caterpillar strips. You know, of course, that's the immature butterfly, right? That's the devourer. That's fear, right? And we gave you all the scriptures so you can look them up, uh, look them up uh, when you have time. So, so again, but when I'm numb, I allow stripping and don't realize. Like the, the scripture says in Proverbs uh, 4, it says, hey, it says, I was, I was, you know, was kind of watching. I was, I was intoxicated. Um, I was consumed. And when I woke up, I said, I'm going to go again. Well, nobody's going to go to harm on their own. You would have to be so clouded and numb, you don't realize what's happening. It, it would have to be in your blind spot. Like none of us, it, and I'm, I'm, you know, I might be messing around with um, th- some of y'all that are still processing through if you should, want, can, drink, and then some people are processing through, how do I stop? Uh, some people are, you know, defiant, like, to do what I want to do. But when he says awake, all of us are in the same category, whether we're doing it or not doing it. Because there's so many different things we need to awake to. Some people are not drinking, but they're gluttonous in other areas. Um, you know, or lustful in other areas. And so, so equal playing field, we all have to awake, right? We have to awake because things are being stolen. Some of us are okay with where we are. And, but we're not asking God, is he okay where we are? So when God says he's coming to restore, he's restoring what he planned, not what we're okay with. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's so tough uh, when you look at this life, supernatural restoration is more about the entire body or the entire church, the individual parts. Um, but he has to re- he revive the parts so everything can come together. Remember when we talked about uh, uh, can these dry bones live? And then when he, when he breathed life on them, the bones came together. Then the, the, the sinews or the ligaments came together. And then the body comes together, right? So, so it's, it's, it's all about wholeness, right? And so sometimes we, if you think about what's, what's stolen from, from us, wholeness, agreement, 
it's, it's one of the hardest things for us to do, to, to, to get in agreement. Everybody's so compartmentalized, individualized. People are hiding. People are so busy worried about being embarrassed, even though what's not exposed can't be helped, right? That's the hardest thing, you know, it's, you know, and some people have never been a part of a team in their life. They've never been experienced family in their life. You know, I had to learn how to be a part of a family, you know, because I had never been a part of a family. And I didn't grow, some of y'all grew up in church and almost forgot some of the principles you learned. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't grow up in church. So I had to learn how to be a part of a family. Now, of course, I've learned it in the kingdom. Uh, I had to learn how to be a part of a team. When I first joined my college team, I was in my own little world, you know. And I missed opportunities because of that. You know, when I first played in the summer pro league, I missed opportunities. I'm mad because I'm like, I'm better than this guy. Why is he out here? I didn't understand what the team structure was and the decisions he had to make for the people that was already on the team and that was already professional. I'm thinking, this dude weak, man. Why he in the game? You know, so I'm mad. I caught attitudes because when, when I was corrected. Why? Because I didn't know I was being corrected because I wasn't flowing with the team. I was out of alignment. And the correction was just bringing me into alignment. So now I just don't have to deal with all this resistance alone. Now I have this body back in me and this body, I have the corporate anointing back in me. The corporate anointing is connected to the body of Christ. I got that back in me. That's connected to God. I have all this stuff back in me now because I'm a part of the family. I'm not just, I'm not just a finger sitting out there on the side trying to navigate through life, wanting to experience things. But since I'm not a part of a body, I, I can only experience what blows my way as a finger sitting off to the side. But if I'm connected to the body, where the body goes, I go. What happens to the body when the anointing hits the body? It hits me as a finger. You see what I'm saying? So, so that's why Genesis 2.18 says it's not good for man to be alone. So God's trying to restore us back to harmony. When we start to expose ourselves to compromise, what's the first thing we do? Separate ourselves and hide. That's the first thing we do. Not because we're evil. We're not trying to be evil. We're embarrassed if we're honest, right? We can only be with a selected group of people to be accepted. And then we fight against a body and say the body is tripping. All because we got exposed to something that's not good for us, right? Now, Now everybody else is tripping. But look at the results I'm missing, you're not fulfilled. A fulfilling person is easy to get along with. They're so fulfilled, they're happy. You don't have to fight to communicate with them. They're communicating with you. They, 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 they overflow, their cup runneth over. A person that's not fulfilled is standoffish, is distant. You almost got to crack a safe to have a conversation. Okay, wrong number. <laughs> like you, you see what I'm saying? A person that's not fulfilled is a, plays the victim. Go back and listen to the, vi- the, the, the video. The victim. Plays the victim. It's, it's, nobody calls me. See, that's a real simple thing. Just start calling people. 
It's a real, real, real. Listen, have you been, don't ask if nobody calls you. Ask yourself, have you been rejected? Probably not because you ain't calling nobody. I call people all the time. I call people around the country. And my wife will tell you 75, 80% of those people never call me. Don't get mad because I'm not. If I want to talk to them, I call them. If, I, if they come up in my spirit, I'll call them. I was reading uh, some documentation and it had a name of somebody I know. I said, that means I'm supposed to call them. Not, well, they ain't called me. I ain't calling them. Pastors around the country that I'm cool with. I guarantee you, and nobody can say this ain't true. I call them more than they call me. Because I'm not, nobody needs to call me. If I want to talk to them, I call them. But if you're sitting in your perch saying, Why? nobody calls me, see, 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 they ain't thinking about me. Hold on a second now. When you was needy, everybody, you, 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 people there for you. Now you're doing a little better, now ain't nobody thinking about you. Now you got you to gotta engage, sow it to reap it. Right? Sow it to reap it. Right? Somebody, somebody spoke to you and you're at Ayers Christian Center Church. Who are you speaking to? Somebody had to get through your funk, your lust, your compromise, and everything to get you here thirsting for God. Some of y'all are on platforms you never thought possible. Do you think you just got there? Do you know the stuff that people had to go through to get you to see? And then now we start seeing, like, well, you know, because I, you know, because I see so well, you know. Yeah, you don't know what, what people went through, what prayers, you know, what humility because you were irreverent. We forget about all that stuff when, you know, was, you know I just, I've always loved Jesus. No, you did not. I'm going to tell you you did not because I watched you. Right? Are you willing to do that for somebody else? You see, we're so caught up in, I can't believe they talked to me like that. Okay, why don't we put that on the shelf and go get somebody saved? Like, like, what are we doing? See, God's trying to restore us to what our goal is. We're so busy, man. Eventually, I'm going to get that bill paid. Well, how about I just do a little, little more overtime? How about put that on the shelf and get somebody saved? You could do that for free. Free that was given to you, you can freely give it away. See, God's trying to restore us back to doing things kingdom way. Well, I just don't believe they don't understand, you know, the choice in my lifestyle right now. Okay, how about we put your lifestyle and your choice to the side and get somebody saved, get somebody into heaven. See, now, now what we doing? We all equal there, right? I can't be like, well, you know, I'm the pastor. I read all types of scriptures. and then, you know, how, how about, that's nice. How about I get somebody saved? How about I talk to somebody about Jesus? Amen. Now we all equal now, right? Amen. Right? And we ain't talking to nobody about Jesus drunk. Unless she's stupid like I was one time. I, I did actually was at a club talking to somebody about Jesus. To be honest with you. I was fresh out the pack, you know, new Christian. I thought, you know, I was doing it in moderation. Somebody told me that, right? So, <laughs> and I know that person was probably like, 
How are you in the club talking to me about Jesus? What are you even in here for? So I'm supposed to roll with you. You ain't here with me. Got it. All right, Matthew 24. All right, so we said this fig tree that's being stripped in Joel. I want to walk through that so we have some understanding. That fig tree is representing God's people or the church, right? And, and what he says, we so numb, we're allowing the stripping or the raping, right? We've been so numb, we're allowing the raping, right? And so Matthew 24 is an interesting parable of the fig tree. Uh, so 24:31, right? We're talking about restoration here because some things are being stripped. I'm going to start with 31, even though the, the parable starts with 32. He says, and he shall, are you there? It says, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds uh, from one end of heaven to the other, right? Right? Just gathering together, right? And then it says, now learn a parable of the fig tree. This is after he made that statement. It says, when his branch is yet tender, the fig tree's branch, and put it forth leaves, you know that summer is not. So that that thing, that tree, Gerard, is is designed to show you something, mm-hmm. right? right? Like we're all designed to reveal a part of God. We we are the breadcrumbs. We remember the message on breadcrumbs. Yeah. We are the breadcrumbs. Amen. You know, when people are lost, they supposed to see our one of us as breadcrumbs to to, to get to their fulfillment and their purpose, right? Amen. Right? Amen. But, but if we let the canker worm and the palmer worm and the caterpillar eat us up as crumbs, <laughs> we're the breadcrumbs people don't see, right? It says, so likewise ye, when ye see all things, all these things, you know that it is near even at the doors, right? It says, verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. So, so, this, so it's saying that this, this fig tree, when it's sprouting leaves and it's producing fruit, it, it was a sign. Like we have clocks, right? We have clocks that tell us time. But production told them time, right? See, see, so if you look, if you watch in your, in your body, and you start to see uh, things sprout up, those are signs. Those are breadcrumbs. It's showing you what time it is, right? We ain't talking about a, uh, a little sprout. We're talking about somebody pops up with a promotion here. Somebody pops up with a healing here and a blessing here. They're showing you God's doing something. He's showing you the time. He's showing you spring, spring up. Spring blossoming is near. Restoration is near, right? You just got to pay attention. If you start looking at the different things up to this point in the last three or four years, you'll see God has been revealing some things, right? And so, so, so this is what he's saying with this parable. Because even what he said, he said, hey, you can see when I start, when you start seeing people come together strong in my kingdom, you best believe something's happening. Right? When that remnant starts to harmonize, I'm doing some things. See, but the adversary sent out the palm worm, the canker worm, the caterpillar, you know, and the locust 
to try to tear things away. And for years, that's what was happening. God tried to establish his church, but denomination has tore it away. You know, certain churches, you can't even shout. You know, you go, hallelujah. <laughs> you know, like, people start looking at you, right? You can't run. Lord knows if you, if you get filled with the Holy Spirit or, or you fall out in the Spirit. Okay, see, 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 I told you, they tripping up in here. No, 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 see, see, the move of God is supposed to be free, right? It's supposed to be free, right? But all these things, see, the, the church, this, this fig tree has to be restored because it's been stripped down and reduced to just going through the motions, casual excitement, right? Mm-hmm. Cheap entertainment, right? Yeah. Or, or, hey, let's come up with a bunch of rules and everybody will feel fulfilled if they've mastered the rules. And the people that haven't mastered rules, they'd look, they're turning those up to, you don't know the rule yet? You wearing that? You stinking. <laughs> they'll get there, they'll get there. You know, like, just like the compliant families, the kids that know the rules look down on the kid that's like, ah, oh, I think something, this is crazy. You know, was, was, you know that, that, that person that's not compliant, right? And so, so we, that's what things have been stripping down to. But God is about to, straw, uh, to restore f- f- power and fulfillment and family and church. Amen. Because church has been, a, been recently turned into a place where you don't even see God. Right? Amen. And we've been stripped of everything that reveals God. We talked about it this morning when we came that people would see God, all the power, all the joy, all the good things. God is returning to his church. You know, that's, that's what was happening on the day of Pentecost. See, the locusts and all these uh, cankerworm and caterpillar, these, these, these religions have worked to strip it down. Everything's been reduced to like a big church name in a big building. If that if that, right? God is restoring us to what the world truly needs. The world needs a gulf, needs a gulf, needs a, needs a, a bridge. Z was talking about it this morning, a bridge for us to cross back into the restoring life. We're so busy caught up, we're losing sight of all these people that are looking for the bridge. We don't cross over the bridge. We, we cutting the rope. <laughs> you, know, you know, in the movie, you run across the bridge and the person cuts the rope so nobody can follow him over. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We, 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 do you think the children of Israel, one person ran over and, and, and like, you know, when they came to the Red Sea, one person ran through the Red, Red Sea and just kept on running by themselves. <laughs> no, no. They, you know, you had the people that got over first helped the other people through. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they helped the other people through. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Who are you helping through? Yeah. You know, some people are not as strong or not as fast. Some people needed a hand. Some people needed to be carried. Some people couldn't get through the mud, right? And they had to be lifted up and helped along the way. Right? You see what I'm saying? Everybody wasn't strong or everybody wasn't agile. Right? But they all, they, they made sure everybody crossed over. 
and the water didn't close until it crossed over. And they built an a, a, a altar there as a reminder of how we got over. Right? And see, some of these things that's happening, yeah, I can't believe they're talking to me like that. Well, I need to be the man in this house. No, you need to be the man in this house. Amen. You ain't going to be the man in that house until you're the man in this house. Amen. You ain't going to, I need to be adorned as, as a, a virtuous woman. Well, you ain't going to be the, adorned as a virtuous woman in that house until you are adorned by God in this house. Are you serious? It starts in God's house. See, we're, we're, the things that we're complaining about, are we, are we mad this week that we got mad? Do we get mad because not, not enough people came to the Lord? Did we get mad because that loved one wasn't really open to hear the gospel this week? Or did we get mad because... Uh, Somebody talked about your weight. Or you thought you were overlooked because they, they looked at something else was more important. Was it about you or the kingdom? Who would you talk to Jesus about at all? Or just a conversation about the word. Who would you talk to outside of the people you talk to all the time? Did you run through the store or did you listen for an opportunity to deliver somebody at the store. Right? Did they overwhelm you because of their status or did you overwhelm them because of your position in Christ? I mean, I mean, just think about it. Right? <laughs> We're offended about our position, but not offended about our position. See, we're offended about our position. I got to explain that for my young fella. We're offended about our position in the world or our status and my, this promotion. But we're not offended about our position in Christ. Right? See, God is trying to restore us to this gulf, not old dead trees, right? Just standing there with a name and a title, just existing. When I used to teach the youth back in the day, and I was teaching on John 15, we would talk about producing fruit. You know, those that are plant, really planted in Christ, John 15, are producing fruit, and then they're purged to produce much fruit, right? Apart from him, you can do nothing. Yeah, so it's all about production. You should be like tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in your season. It's all about production. And the interesting thing about fruit, it multiplies because it produces seed, which produces more fruit and more fruit and more fruit. You don't just see an apple existing just as an apple forever. See, those seeds produce fruit. We're supposed to be producing fruit after our kind is what, the, what it says in Genesis, Right? Right, we're supposed to be giving some seed out. But if you're just existing, if you go outside and you see on a hot day a tree that's just, just, just existing, not producing nothing, we call that a dead tree. Right? 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 Just existing. Powerless excitement. Entertainment only. Right? You know what entertainment only is. Amusing man versus entering in to see God. 
And that's what's been happening at church. You know, it's a lot of excitement, but no power. Right? You know, a lot of entertainment. People are, are soothed and entertained. They're amused, right? But nobody sees God. Nobody walks away seeing God. They see a man, but do they see God? And a lot of us are attracted to these things. And we blow off the reality of, 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 the, of, of, of how people are living morally because they soothe us. And then they, they actually entertain us and make immorality cute. You know, a little phrase like, hey, nobody's perfect. Watch out for people saying, hey, I'm a sinner too. The Bible says those that are sons of God don't habitually sin. They don't commit sin. That's what the Bible says in 1 John. Amen. So watch out for people that's trying to, hey, I'm a sinner with you. No, you're a sinner by yourself. Amen. But that's how the big time uh, men and women of God get you to relax and go, you know, they down to earth. Now, I want to be up in heaven. You know, <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, see, see, and then we, oh, that's cute. Hey, you know, he wears pants like me. You know, what I like is, you know, hey, you know, who am I to judge? That's a man of God or a woman of God. They're set apart. I just told uh, 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 the uh, minister, young minister cuts my hair. I said, listen, man, I said, I enjoy myself, but there's things I can't do that other people could do. People may call it boring. I, I am thrilled. I live a wonderful life. I know I come to church. Listen, I'm locked in. I got to make sure y'all get what God wants y'all to get. That's all. I'm just like, I'm either locked in and sometimes I'm so locked in. Listen, she will tell you, I'm up in the morning. I'm on my face underneath my little prayer shawl, right? I'm in worship. I, I, I'm in worship. I go to the gym. I'm in worship. I'm in worship in the word, like I'm praying in the car. Worship is always going on around me. If she comes up by the study, she knows worship is playing. If I finish everything on a Saturday night, and let's say I want to watch a game or something, I don't even listen to it. Worship is playing. I don't know what they're talking about. I have no idea. So when I get here in a, on Sunday, I'm locked in. I know Venetia used to be like, because we, we, we come in the back now. She's like, well, y'all don't come in the front. I said, I'm locked in. I'm not trying to spit. I'm, I'm not against nobody. I'm just locked in. That's it. You want me locked in. Trust me. Trust me. You really do want me locked in. You really. You, really. you don't want me, listen, casual. Now, y'all smart, because y'all some smart Christians. Y'all seen men and women of God casual with the word. Y'all seen people as they grow up here, sometimes they casual, get overconfident. Y'all seen that, right? Go and say, yeah. You know, they, ain't gonna, they don't know it's them, right? <laughs> you know, I know because y'all word people. We, we just say it's a Bible teaching church, right? Didn't you say that this morning? Y'all wish y'all know. Y'all know. If I ain't on it, y'all. It's a decent word. I don't know, pastor ain't on his game today, right? What, what, why am I saying that? Because I can't be casual. Like, like, I can't be overconfident. I can't be prideful. It costs something not to be prideful. Like, like, like you know, some of us in this room can be prideful, casual, dismissive, 
Well, I've been a Christian for a long time. I, I don't probably don't need to read as much. I don't need to pray as much. You may take that risk, but, but I can't. Do you understand that? I can't. You can't either, but we won't talk about that right now. I can't. Lives are at stake. I got to be on that wall. Do you understand that? So, so it's not, listen, I said that to say, you got to be locked in. Lives are at stake. You don't know what conversation you're going to have. Who's going to call you? Amen. What questions they're going to ask? Yeah. Right? That's what it's about. It's not just about your little cushy uh, conveniences. Mm -hmm. Come to church and rush back home for what? Like, you're, you have the opportunity to see God, and you're rushing back home for what? Let's be real, if we're honest with ourselves. What are we rushing back home for? I know my history back in the day, I used to be like, hope this sermon hurry up, man, because gang come on at one. Get home and, and the team lost. Blown out. <laughs> Blown out. I went with a man of God, three men of God, on a private jet to see my team play. We land. We had tickets at will call. This is, I think, Dion was playing for the team at the time, so, so the pastor was cool with the with Dion, we had tickets at wheel call. We get the wheel call. My team's losing 14 to nothing. Get to the box seats, you know, the, the club level, box seats. You know, you got the hot wings and everything. Guess what? Team was down 21 nothing. Sit down in the seat. They down 28 nothing. They lost 35 to nothing. Do you know how much money was spent? I didn't just spend it. But you know how much money was spent? Thirty-five, nothing. Listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I, I like sports. I'm gonna watch sports today. You know, but come on, man. This is 2023. Well, you can record it. It's still the same game. Just hopefully Jamal won't tell you what's going on ahead of time. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like. <laughs> My bad, Jamal. Personal foul. Right, right. <laughs> he actually did that too. Right. But what I'm saying is, I said that to say, we can relax in God. What are we running to? You rush out to the restaurant and you got to wait three hours. See, y'all don't even be looking at these things. Because God be like, oh, really? Oh, so I'm supposed to go out ahead of you and give you a favor. But you couldn't, you, you rushed out of the house. Extra 15 minutes going to hurt you? Extra 20 minutes? Right? But if it's overtime with the game, you ain't bothered. Triple overtime. You ain't budged. Got to get up in the morning. <laughs> Any other time, I got to leave church so we can get home, make sure the kids go to bed at a certain time. Right? Overtime? Uh, you forgot about the kids. <laughs> you up TV making noise. Kids can't sleep. You yelling. Get them. Get them. Oh, man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, let's get back to restoring like God is a priority. That's all I'm saying. Enjoy your life. We, we had a good time. Enjoy your life. Do things. Really enjoy your life. Don't do things that you got sorrow later or guilt later. That ain't enjoyment. That's stupid. Right? Don't get mad if you're doing something stupid. Just don't do it no more, right? So there's three types of churches, and, 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 and God's trying to restore us to the third type. There's the entertainment church. Remember? 
amusing, but you ain't going to see God. There's the confinement church. You know, that's bondage. It's all about compliance. When you pray, hold your hand this way. When you dress, dress this way. People get up, you get up. People sit down, you sit down. People spin, you spin. Right? It's all about, hey, 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 hey. You have a vest on, David, but you don't have a jacket. How dare you come in this service without a jacket? Sunday morning, next time I see you, you better have a jacket on. I'm joking. Don't, somebody going to cut that. What kind of pastor is that, man, telling somebody need to wear a jacket? You going to buy it? <laughs> right? You understand what I'm saying? Confinement. Now, some people will say, when people are telling you, watch what you say. We, 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 uh, my wife, you know, there's certain things she does, and she'll say, I'm sorry. I was like, no, you ain't sorry. <laughs> you are not sorry. You know, if you want to say I apologize, it's another, but please do not say I'm sorry. Now, I see, there you go. Listen, a part of us being blessed is we're guarding our heart even what we say. You do it in everything else, you make sure you say the right slang and the cool thing to get in with the crowd. But you don't go, man, man, what's, this, what's, what's the phrase this week? I thought I mastered it. I was cool last week. Now, you know, somebody needs to like, send me a text or something. I don't even know. I'm, I, I thought that was cool. Now you tell me it's outdated. Last week, this style was, was cool. I come back, now you laughing at me. Oh, you want to get the new ones? Like people paying like $500 for, for the first pair of Jordans that, break, that, that mess up your arches. <laughs> Y'all know that, right? You, you can't like it. And then now they set you up. You're purchasing something that you can't use because you might get creases in it. So you can just leave them on the shelf. Let them wait. As, you know, as, as the price go up, like you can afford that. So you're buying something you can't even wear? That was, that's, that's trash. Uh, listen, with all due respect, I'm not saying, I'm talking about the style is trash. It's old. At one time, nobody was wearing them things. Oh, those are old, man. You, you got the ones? Now, did you get the ones? Do you understand they're messing with your head? You styling ugly shoes. But because somebody told you there's a style, now, yeah, I got the ones, twos, threes. Basically what they said is, man, why do we keep making all these shoes? These people ain't smart. Why don't we just make the old shoes popular, mark them up, and they're going to pay more money than they paid even back in the day. That's right, yeah. Duh, it's a good idea. We can get these kids to pay four or $500 for these shoes. Stand in line. They won't stand in line to come to church, but they'll stand in line for some shoes. Do you understand what I'm, I'm just trying to... That's confinement. You say the church is confinement? That's confinement. You can't even dictate how you spend your money. You ain't cool if you don't buy that. I'm not buying it. I have no Jordans. None. Matter of fact, I've never owned a pair of Jordans. Ever. I have owned a pair of Nikes. We had to wear Nikes in college, but I didn't play in them. I played in Adidas. 
Well, not, nothing wrong with Nikes. Well, I did see a pair this week that has 666 on them. Straight devil worshiping. Why did they allow that to be produced? I'm just saying. No, no, I'm for real. Like, <laughs> all right, anyway, we're not here to talk about three different types of churches. So God is restoring his liberated church in Christ, okay? I, I, now, I read this quote a long time ago, but I thought, I think, huh? I gave you three. I gave you entertainment, confinement, and liberated. I didn't give you liberated? I just like breeze through it. Oh, the liberated church. That's the one we're trying to get to, the liberated church. Second Corinthians 3.17, I didn't give you the scripture either, did I? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Now, now, now free in God, that's what liberty is, right? Free in God, right? You know, to operate in authority, you're operating in supernatural liberty. See, because to operate in authority, I can't be stopped. You know, so I'm not bound because my authority helps me to navigate my power, my authority, navigate through every level of resistance that comes at me, right? So 2 Corinthians 3.17, I apologize, I should have gave you that. Got caught up in the shoes with the 666 on them. Oh, I'm messing my up. This, this, is, this, is, this is being broadcast, ain't it? Too bad. All right, so... So I was thinking through this because I was thinking how we're going back to sometimes we're numb and we don't realize. You're like you ever have been carrying a level of illness or pain or something and until you actually had, uh, went to the doctor or something, you didn't even know. You just was tolerating it. You know, and then they kind of let you know like you could have this taken care of a long time ago. You know, but sometimes we can, we can get numb to things. We can get used to it. You know what I'm saying? As soon as you feel the pain in your stomach, you just go get some aspirin. You know, it's like your habit. You know, you keep some aspirin, you know, because you, you've been watching the movies and you actually think you can shake around a bottle of aspirin and drive around with drinking and pouring bottle of aspirin in and chewing on them, you know, like, uh, uh, what's your boy, uh, Bruce Willis or something, you know. Like. It's cool in the movie, right? Well, in real life, it eats your stomach alive. You can't do that. Right, so but we sometimes we can get used to things like that, and and so what happens is when you when 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 your life or your body and everything starts getting restored, you actually realize you never had to tolerate it. Listen, I can tell you, you don't have to tolerate no sickness and disease. Now, you, now you you can you can beg to differ, but that stuff is under the blood. Now people have different levels of belief and faith, but your your, your levels of belief and faith is your levels of what you're exposing yourself to. So sometimes that small compromise is what's stealing our faith, right? Again, that's not putting nobody down. I'm just saying, you know, he, said, he says, uh, Lord, I believe, help my what? Unbelief. Unbelief. So we're in good company, right? You know, I, I've had to grow to levels of faith. You know, when I first cast the vision, 25% of that stuff came to pass, you know, back in 92. <sighs> A lot more division come to pass now. I, yeah, I haven't really done the percentages, but it's almost like we're, we're looking forward for vision. You know, as opposed to I was like, okay, see how this is going to go, <laughs> right? You understand what I'm saying? Just because I've grown in faith. I've grown. Now, now, the faith God gave me didn't change, right? 
my level of activation change based on my level of love, my level of word, you know, because faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. You understand what I'm saying? And so sometimes, you know, I, you know, I was talking to somebody this week, don't get mad either. This person ain't going to get mad. But I was, I was talking to a person uh, and I was like, hey, I made a statement so when you get in shape. And they said, like, I'm in shape. I said, are you in shape? I said, I said and, and, and for them, they, they were in the shape that they were okay with. I said, are you in the shape that God wants you to be in? And then I made the statement, I'm not in shape. I'm, not, I'm nowhere near. Like, I'm eons away from the shape I'm supposed to be in. I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not in denial. I know that. No, I know we had the conversation at the theater, right? Remember, uh, you told your brother I could play. So Jamal said, I was trying to win that game. I was like, you trying to win that game? I said, I guess I shouldn't get in shape, huh? He's like, you in the shape? I was like, nah. Like, nowhere near it. I ain't been in shape in a couple, two, at least two and a half years. I know enough to get out here and hoop a little bit, but I ain't in no shape. And I, and I think to myself, I ain't tell them, I think to myself, man, imagine if I was in shape. I said, because some, some, some of these people are trying to get a little physical. You know what I'm saying? So I probably need to get a little more shape so they understand, uh, you know, back up off me. But anyway, that's a whole other story. All right, so I said that because sometimes we're not aware that we're bound in areas, right? And so Harriet Tubman said this, I freed thousands of slaves. I could have freed thousands more if they had known they were slaves. So that means some people that she was looking to free didn't realize they were slaves and was fighting against her. Like we do, we fight against the truth because we don't realize we bound. Some of us are bound in lust, but because it doesn't look like you're watching triple X porn every day, you don't know it's lust. It may be food. It may be smoking. It may be drinking. It may be other things that are pulling on your, your, your feelings and stealing you from feeding your spirit. Right? You see what I'm saying? Like, and the thing is, we're unhappy. Like, like sometimes we be having suicidal thoughts. Who in their right mind would, would destroy themselves and their design for purpose? A person that doesn't see their design for purpose. A person that thinks this is all there is. Not because they're tripping. They can't see. You, see, you understand what I'm saying? So God's trying to restore our sight. Listen, it's not a punishment. You know, as we go through kingdom priorities, as we go through finding purpose, there's, some, there's going to be some things that, that prick us a little bit, Right? But you understand when you're growing, there's some pricks. You know, when I'm lifting, and I know since I took this whole week off, uh, it's not like you don't want to do it. Like it'd it be hurting. Like you don't want to do it. But when you get through it, oh, you feel so good. Like I got to get back doing more cardio. So when I'm running those stairs and hills, I don't want to do it. But when I'm through with it, it feels so good. And it's, it's I got to stretch. She, she'll tell you. I come home. I, I got massage guns. I got, I, got, I, I got a massage chair. You know, I got all types of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm doing all types. I'm watching, I'm watching sports. I'm doing all types. Hitting knots and all types. Why? Like, but it's worth it. So, the, when, okay, when you do the massage gun and you get those little knots that we tolerate until we have surgery, you don't need the surgery. Just get the knots out now. Right? Deal with the pain now and you won't have to have somebody cut something. Right? Right? So, 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 
I, I, I'm getting all that stuff. You don't have to deal with clots and stuff like that. And if everything's not tightening up and restricting the flow. If we don't tighten up, tighten up, we won't restrict the flow. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, like we could do these things now. It's, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to hurt a little bit. You know, the first run might be this. We laughing, but that might be it. It might be all you could do, but I guarantee you after a while it's going to pick up a little bit. It's going to pick up even more. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you, you might just have to, you be sweating. Everybody watching you, you look like you getting down. <laughs> Got your little water. You right, right? You might have to do that. But it's better than sitting around just eating. I so, so the next few sermons are going to be like that. It's going to be a little pain. Right? Right, but not, not, not bad. It's, it's, it's pain for gain. I, listen, I don't even know. I, like, like nothing I wrote was painful. Nothing I studied was painful. Nothing in my notes is painful. But I know anytime God is revealing and restoring stuff, that rest, listen, when I, when I tried to, I told you, when I tried to go to the eye doctor and look out of the eye I couldn't see when I was in college, it was pain. I jumped out the machine, it was so painful. Because what? Not, there was a demand for sight that I haven't used. Do you know it's painful when you have not used something and it's going to be turned on? It's going to be restored? Ed said it earlier. Why did a person leave the relationship? Because they sobered up. They, they saw something and it was painful. They were numb to it before. Every time they felt pain, they got numb to pretend it all away. No, no. Hey, hey. Restore your, let's restore our strength. Restore our discipline. Because that's what's stealing stuff. Right? Let, let, let's, let's be uncomfortable and watch our momentum pick up. Watch our momentum pick up. Watch we start to walk right into purpose. Right? But it's going to start with us, what we'll talk about on Wednesday, getting our priorities back together, right? All right, so I know I can't be here all day, right? I gave you that, gave you that, gave you that, gave you that, gave you that. All right, so, so going forward, see, see, this, is, this is what's interesting. What God's about to send to us can potentially overwhelm us. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, just like, you, you ever been played like seven times in a row? And then somebody comes along that looks like they legit. And you're like, I don't know. Because you've trained yourself what? I ain't going to be playing no more. So now that's all you're looking through. Like, 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 like so, so, so you picture yourself, you're behind this, this, this wall, right? You got this glass right here, right? There's a wall, it's a glass. Use your imagination, y'all. I can't, I ain't got no props up here. Wall and glass, right? And so, so purpose, fulfillment, everything, knocking on the door. Be like, I don't know why you're knocking. Because I ain't coming out. You're going to have to try to slip what I need through the door. Slipping under the door, slipping in the crack. But I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't coming out. No, no, no. I'm not even going to crack the door to see if it's possible. Because at least I know what I got up in here. 
But see, after a while, what's up in here is not enough. That's why we get hungry and thirsty. That's why we get depressed. Because we're, we're designed to give and receive life. We can't do that behind the wall. Right? And this is what's happening. Every time God sends a big rush of glory down, we've excused it away. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. That's, that's psychology. It's psychology. It's this, it's that, it's a coincidence. All these little different things as opposed to, uh-oh, God showed up. We tend to question every move of God. See, because if I believe God, now I have to float. If I can excuse him away, I can stay in control. So some of it has been the confinement of others. Some of it has been our own confinement. I just want to read this, uh, and then I'm going to give you a last scripture, and we're done. Uh, this is William Branham, powerful general of God back in the day. He said, let me tell you, brother and sister, God is going to raise up a generation of people out of all this dead stuff that's going to restore, saith the Lord. God's going to ra ra raise up people who believe in signs and wonders. God's going to raise up people who's got joy unspeakable and full of glory. And when the rushing mighty wind comes, they'll give right into it. They'll dance. They'll glorify God. See, every time God sends his blessings on, born again, on a born-again man and woman, it only loosens up the roots to go deeper, higher, better, and freer to glorify God. That's what he means by I will restore, saith the Lord. See, we got to get off all this junk that's rejecting us from allowing his glory to saturate us and break the things that's in us, right? So I'll give you Jeremiah 30, 17, just to close out. Um, and it is the Amplified Classic Version. Did I give Lou your phone? Oh, okay. It says, for I will restore health to you. I will heal your wounds. <clears throat> Jeremiah 30, 17. Sorry. It says, I will restore health to you. I will heal your wounds, saith the Lord, because they have called you an outcast, saying, this is Zion, or my people, whom no one seeks after and for whom no one cares. He's saying, no, no, I'm going to restore that stuff. They're playing you like you of no value. Oh, you precious to me. But I need you to be in position so I can do the things that I want to do for you. You don't have to keep settling for, settling for people that don't appreciate you, don't value you. You know, that's convincing you, you rolling, and they're in another stratosphere. No, you're my child. I have much, 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 much more for you. Don't choke. Don't excuse it away as I don't need that. Well, if you don't need it, I'm going to pour enough on you where all the people that you come in contact with, you can bless them. How about that? Amen. Yeah. But, but I'm not giving it to you based on your need. I'm giving you based on, giving to you based on your purpose. And your purpose affects a lot of other needs. So that's what God is trying to do. And so we'll get into, we talked about, uh, I told you October 11th, uh, 2022, God was saying this would be a year of a true start. And so when we talk uh, Wednesday on, about kingdom priorities, it's going to really 
re recalibrate us and set us back into a true start. And please try to get yourself back in position. Pastor Mel said something this morning after Z talk, like everybody needs to get the information. You know, and that, that was about, you know, again, witnessing salvation, creating a gulf, taking on the responsibility to walk people down the Romans road, Romans 10, 9, and 10. All right, again, because that's a priority. Lives are at stake. You know, that person kicking and screaming that you don't like, intercede and pray for them. Their life are, is at stake. All right, let's get back to lives and not just be so focused on our wants and needs. All right, so, so let's, pray, let's stand on our feet and pray. That's all for today.